Hello, welcome to episode 883 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, January 19th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. I hope you have not blown away. <laughs> I was telling my wife um, last night that while working in my office, I mean, it was so windy. We were having like 60 to 70 mile an hour gusts of wind. <sighs> Um, that I felt like my office was going to fly through the air and land on a witch at some point. <laughs> For real, dude. Like, it, the picture you sent is insane. Yeah, it, I mean, at least it's warm. Like, I don't need to have my heater on in the office. Uh, but if you hear any noises, it's it's likely either the wind itself or something blowing up against my office. And if the podcast abruptly ends, it's because the hundred foot redwood tree next to my office fell on me. Decide, yeah, decided to uh, decided to come down. So, yeah, if it, if it ends up being like an eighteen minute pod or something, <laughs> then you know that uh, that wind played a role here. So. Hopefully we get through it, but it looks crazy over there. Uh, we got plenty to talk about, you know. You could have also been blown away by by a wave of transactions that we've gotten since our last time chatting, uh, with one even pending that by the time we get to it here, it could be finalized. And then after we talk about those, we're going to do a little bit of a check-in on where the big dogs uh, might go now that some of the market has settled. I want to see where you're at there. And then we'll get started on starting pitchers on Thursday instead of kind of half uh, half assing it into the beginning of starting pitchers after all these transactions. So let's just get started. This one's a resign, but it is a premium player, and uh, so it is important that DJ LeMahieu goes back to the to the Yankees. It doesn't greatly alter his fantasy value or anything, but it does have an impact on the market. So I'm curious. We don't often talk about the dollars and cents because it doesn't matter to us in fantasy in a lot of instances. But I am curious what you thought of the the, the six and ninety for DJ LeMahieu because I, I found it to be a pretty solid deal, uh, really for both sides. You know, DJ LeMahieu getting six years at age thirty two is or yeah, age thirty two is very nice, and then fifteen mil per. That's not too bad for the for the Yankees. That helps them with luxury tax purposes. So, what did you think on the dollars before we get into you know how Lemayhu is going to be in in twenty one and beyond? I thought it was a very interesting deal. The Yankees are trying to stay under the luxury tax, mm-hmm. and I think that's why you see him get such a long deal uh, at kind of just a lesser uh, annual value than maybe he might have gotten. Or I mean, there was a rumor that Toronto offered him I think a four year deal at a higher annual I was gonna value. Say, did you see the tweets floating around? I can't remember who they were from that suggested that this was essentially just four and ninety, but with the two years taxed on, tacked on for the luxury tax purposes, mm-hmm. uh, which made sense when you think about where they're at financially and what what they want to do. And now, you know, none of us care that the Yankees cry poor. I mean, they're not crying poor, but they're trying to. They're still trying to be smart about it. It's one thing to cry poor; it's another thing to, you know, avoid unnecessary penalties if you can. Uh, because they knew they, they they likely knew that they were on the verge of another move right after that that we're going to get into with the Corey Kluber signing. But before we do that, LeMahieu has obviously been a, a mega stud. He's turned into a player we've never seen before in Colorado. Even in his great year of 2016, when he won that uh, batting average title, it wasn't like this. He had 9-11 OPS, but it was it was really influenced by the 416 OBP. Um, he had 32 doubles, eight triples, 11 homers that year with 11 steals. He's he's just gone to another level in New York. The the park is tailored perfectly to him. Everything's working out well. Of course, there's no 
Coors hangover effect on the road. So while he does get a, he was getting a bonus at home, he was getting a hit on the road. He's just living his best life. He is he does have some some stark home road splits, but I still think that everything that he's able to do should age pretty well with Lemayhew, particularly in the in twenty one. But even beyond, I, I think he's he is a decent investment. Obviously, they don't really care about like the last two years. When you sign a free agent deal like this, you're not looking at years five and six. But I think LeMahieu should should age gracefully with the with the profile that he has. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who uh, has just you know elite bat to ball skills, and I mean, you know maybe the power ticks down over time, but. Yankee Stadium's a great place to hit. Uh, he feels very comfortable there. Uh, I think he's a player that, you know, if you're in, like, a dynasty league, like, I'm not trying to sell him based on, like, this news or, you know, or trying to get 32. A, yeah, or, you know, trying to get peak value at, at age 32. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really good deal for the Yankees, you know. It helps keep them under the, the luxury tax, and they get a guy who is, like, the perfect fit for the top of that lineup. Yeah, no, it, and it keeps him away from Toronto. Yeah, exactly. You know, division rival there that it's on the come up. Toronto looking good. They're they're uh, they're action for them thus far uh, in this off season though. They're really just just coming short on things. In fact, uh, the deal that they're working on right now. Hopefully they get through with that. Otherwise, it might be another second place for them. And they're also working on another one of the uh, one of the top players still on the market who we'll get to. But we'll get to all that in a moment. Let's stay with the Yankees and talk about their new addition, Corey Kluber. Signed hours after the LeMahieu re-signing, so it was a big day in Yankee land. Kluber threw for teams uh, just last week, and it went well. You know, uh, fastball, velo was where where generally is, which is... Uh, low 90s, but the secondary stuff was looking the way it was supposed to. Everyone seemed to come away pretty happy. Never really thought he'd get a multi-year. Figured he wanted to just reestablish himself. So one year at 11 uh, feels right. I, I, I think it's a perfectly good gamble for any ball club. And the fact that it's the Yankees, you know, that they're really trying to spike something here. Because right now their rotation is questionable. And I think that's where the luxury tax stuff really comes in. It's like, they need another solid piece, in my opinion. They've got Cole, obviously, as the the lockdown. We all know what he can do. But then you got Kluber, uh, Jordan Montgomery, who I like, but is not somebody you think of like a a bang on number three. Uh, Davey Garcia, young prospect. Domingo Herman missed all of last year for being garbage. Uh, Luis Severino not going to be back until. I think at least like a month into the season. Um, and even if he's back right away, uh, yeah. you're talking about it's a TJ return and he had it at late February. Yeah. So, you know, you, you don't want to rush that. So there's a lot of question marks here once you get past their ace. And it's it's a great ace, but, you know, surely they have to do something else. What do you think of Kluber here, though, coming off the, the two missed years, essentially? It's 36 and two-thirds innings. Of uninspired work, 565 ERA, 164 WHIP. Remember, in 19, he had pitched poorly. Uh, his his kind of perennial slow start, but then gets hit by a batted ball that breaks his arm, and then got all. I think he had an oblique while returning from that as well, and it just scrapped the season. And then this year was one inning and done with Texas after they make that trade for him. Uh, he's gonna be 35, so there are no guarantees here. What do you think of Kluber as a Yankee? Oh, I'm interested, but 
I, I'm I'm more interested to see where he ends up in terms of ADP moving mm-hmm. forward because, like, where he's going, he's been kind of a lottery ticket type of pick. I mean, he's he's going pretty much at pick two fifty, uh, you know, since uh, December first. So, like, at that point, it's like okay, it's worth a gamble if he returns to the guy he was in twenty eighteen. I mean, yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, he, you you just got your ace at pick two fifty. How much do you think he'll uh, go up? The problem now that is he's signed. We always see guys go up. My you know, guess something. Yeah, my guess is he's gonna jump into the uh, maybe just outside of the top two hundred, like the Andrew Heaney, Tony Gonsolin okay. area. Christian okay. Javier. Still a fair um, price for which, a I mean, two-time Cy Young, who's, yeah. who's been elite. Yeah, I mean, you just worry that, you know, there were a lot of red flags kind of before the injury issues, you know, popped up. Um, and so, I and maybe I think people will forget about those a little bit, but, you know, the velo had you know, already kind of been declining over the last, you know, few seasons before uh, 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's never been a guy with a with a good fastball. Anyways, that being said, I mean I feel pretty comfortable about the injury. I mean the guy who's been doing uh, working with him through kind of his rehab in the offseason works for the Yankees. Perfect. So I mean I, I if they had any concerns about his health, I don't think they would have been the yeah, one. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So they they feel good about where it's at taking this gamble here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really worry about team context or anything as far as, you know, mm-hmm. if if Kluber's healthy, I think he's going to be good. I, I really do. I, I don't think I we're going to see him labor through, uh, you know, some sort of mediocre to poor season if he's healthy. So maybe we don't go all the way back to 289.99 with the ERA and whip, but I would gladly take 350 with a 115 uh, whip as well, especially at that pick price. So I, I think yeah. you take the gamble here if you believe. There's some folks who don't. They want Paxton. There's some folks who don't want either of them. But those are kind of your lottery ticket potential aces this year as far as guys that we have seen it before. But their stock is way down. We'll see where Paxton lands. It felt like the Yankees were going to get one of them, either bring their own guy back or mm-hmm. or you know make a push for Kluber. They land on Kluber. Solid move. We'll see how it pans out. It feels like Paxton is going to end up in Toronto. I mean that's that's just the feel. I mean he's from Canada. And, you know, it, uh, they need a exactly rotation. Exactly, like it, it fits their needs. It, it answers the Yankees, which you know they're they're trying to keep up with the Joneses there. Um, and so I think that would fit. I think it'll be a similar type deal, and and we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe he does get a two year, um, but Kluber always felt like a one year to to prove himself to see where he's at. Mm-hmm. The Padres made another trade, and holy smokes, man, it's unbelievable that they. If I told you that they were going to be working on a deal for Joe Musgrove, you'd have said no, dude. What are they, what are they what are, what do you mean? <laughs> they've got they've got all this stacked pitching that they've picked up. They've got prospects ready to uh, to contribute as well. They don't they don't need him. You know, it, it's not the standard. Oh, they have five. They don't need it. No, they got like six or seven before this. Um, and they probably didn't, 
have a huge need, but this has this brings up some questions too. But uh, Joe Musgrove to San Diego in a three-way trade, where the Mets get uh, Joey Lucchese, and then the uh, I put Padres, of course, I meant get get just a bevy of prospects headlined by Hudson Head uh, from the Pir- from the Padres. Excuse me, he was their number seven guy last year. Uh, David Bednar, who was 28th, Omar Cruz was an honorable mention. Uh, Drake Fellows was a sixth rounder in 2019. And then Andy Rodriguez was the 13th prospect in the Mets system last year. Those are all last year rankings. A lot of those guys will move up just by uh, 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 graduations on their particular teams. It's a it's a pretty big haul for Musgrove, though. And, I, you know, I, I, I believe that they should have gotten a haul because I really like Joe Musgrove. And I love seeing him go to a premium team here. How do you feel about Musgrove and San Diego? I mean, I love him getting away from Pittsburgh uh, because he's going to be on a team that wins games. Yep. So that's, I mean, a huge uh, plus. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, San Diego is a decent place to pitch, not as nice as PNC Park. Uh, but uh, I'm, I mean, I, I, I love the I, I love the idea of Joe Musgrove. Uh, but I'm starting to get just a little wary of the price. That's the only concern uh, because it's skyrocketing. And I think, and this is gonna, th- yeah, this is gonna make it even worse. Um, and that's that becomes the difficult part because I do like Joe Our Musgrove quite a bit. Sorry to interrupt you. Our draft already filled. Oh, make sure you do okay. your KDS. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because that yeah, was we, a lot we, we signed quick. up for draft um, before we started this. And and it, mm-hmm. we tweeted it out and shh, already failed. Anyway, continue. Yeah, currently since uh, the beginning of the year, he is going at pick one forty three, and that's gonna um, keep going. You know, and I mean, yeah, and so he's going like right behind, uh, or you know, maybe ten picks behind Kevin Gosman, uh, seven picks behind Sandy Alcantara, right in front of uh, Patrick Corbin. Um, and I mean, he's going to jump up 20 that's, spots. That's my only bummer least. here because I love Musgrove, but now we're getting to a price where he has to perform. You know, it's not just kind of mm-hmm. picking your guy who you think can, can break out. He kind of has to break out. And, you know, this price I think could rise to like Dylan Bundy. I think he could be a top, top 100 guy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm I'm actually interested to see if he's gone yet in, in this uh, this new draft I've started. Uh, still and there, what, what pick? and we're at pick okay. 105. Right but I now. bet he goes soon. You know, th- this is where people are considering him. I'll have a decision. Yeah, I mean, I'll have a decision to make uh, when it comes back to me in the eighth round because uh, I I waited on starting mm-hmm. pitching. Um, and uh, and ended up you know kind of filling it in rounds five through seven and maybe I want to grab a fourth starter already. Um, um, Matt Modica, who know. just joined our league, took him at one oh nine. Took Musgrove at one oh nine in a, yep. in a draft yesterday. So I mean that's that's yep. where he's going to be uh, in that. And he's going to be in our draft. Yeah, that yeah. We're about he, to start. So Musgrove's going to be in that range. If if you want Musgrove, you're going to have to pay because. As uh, Matt pointed out, he considered Gosman there, who's very similar to Musgrove in that, mm-hmm. you know, people waited on him for years, thinking like this is the breakout, this is the breakout, and then he finally took 
he finally took a big step last year, looked great with, with the Giants, um, always had that talent, and it came through. We've seen a lot of great uh, talent from, from Musgrove, but we haven't seen it pan out into premium numbers. He's always been one of those guys where the ERA is a little bit high, but the whip's good. Over the last three years, you're looking at a 423 ERA, but a 120 whip. The strikeouts really took a jump last year. He finally started to parlay that swing strike rate. He improved it, but also the the it was it was good before that. Jumped it up to 14.4, 33% strikeout rate. That's great. That's that's exactly what we're looking for. So the elements are there for Musgrove. I really do believe that mm-hmm. he can be somebody who earns that pick. I'll still end up getting some shares of him because uh, because I really do believe in the player. But it's certainly not as fun. Uh, it won't be as fun to pay for it as it was, you know, when he was trending in the 150 or, or lower range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, our our very own uh, Alex Chamberlain. Uh, I'm gonna find his tweet from last night because it, it's it's kind of how I'm starting to feel a little bit uh, on Musgrove because he he's a guy that I've already gotten. Uh, on a number of teams already, and I'm kind of glad that I've gotten, you know, some earlier uh, shares of him because now if I if I decide I don't want to pay the price, you're already set. You know, yeah. I don't feel like oh I'm yeah I don't feel like I'm missing out on him. Um, so uh, let's see, uh, Joe, a quick Joe Musgrove recap. Fastball and Velo ramped up dramatically in September of 2019. Good results ensued. Uh, Velo bumped, van- vanished to begin 2020. Bad results ensued. IL 8420 returned from IL 9220. Velo bump returned, as did the good results. Alas, a breakout candidate. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with all of that, and it's been somebody that I've been been touting for a little bit as as a player I really like, and I think we could see something uh, quite nice for him. And, and you know, he's got a. But isn't this? Like, aren't we risking that this is just he, you know, he just does these, you know, one-month bumps? Like, and, you know, is, is this the Garrett Hampson of pitching? I, I don't think so. It, I mean, is, he's, it he's becomes done more the question. than, like, a Garrett Hampson ever did, you know, outside of that one month. I mean, just look just look at Sierra. Like, 2018 to 2020, um, among 75 qualified pitchers with at least 300 innings, Musgrove's 31st. At 406 with with, with the Sierra, like that's that, he's a quality pitcher. He's been a quality pitcher. Doesn't walk guys. I, I think there. I think the talent here. I, I think the talent here is obvious personally. And yeah, there's been a little bit of uh, ups and downs as far as like cashing in on that on that talent to to bring the guy to the four that we want. But I, you know, it's also the fact that he's going to be 27, uh, or excuse me, 28. He's still in a development phase where I think the, there's still another level that can be tapped into. But if you just look at the raw skills that he's had, you know, 17% strikeout minus walk rate in that same three-year period, 24% this past year, I think there's a lot a lot to like. I think we could really see a low three ZRA with a great whip in a breakout season from Musgrove. And I think he can get uh, a full workload too. Um, you know, he threw 170 in 2019, I don't know that they have to have you know kid gloves with with Musgrove. I think we could see a, a buck eighty plus this year uh, for the 28 year old, and I, I'm see, I'm seeing big. Things. Well, without deep third bullpen too and rotation is now, 
they may not need to push him to 180. Uh, yeah, either, and I don't, so. but I don't think even 180 is like an like an over like kicking the overdrive. Mm-hmm. But I I don't worry about you know. Um, oh, Musgrove's in the bullpen for a month, and then he's back in the rotation, and then he's back in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be in there. He'll be pitching regularly. I think he'll be really good, and now he's on a really good team. And, you know, I think it's breakout time, but you're paying for it. That's, that's the thing. If you don't believe in it, yeah, be careful because, um, you, you, like I said, you're going to have to pay for it. Yep. All mm-hmm. right. Let's, uh, let's continue to move forward here. Oh yeah, did you want to say anything about Joey Lucchese going to the Mets? I know Eno no, has never liked him because he does not show out well in Command Plus. Like it, not that understates it. He's dead last. So yeah, like, he's. It does make you wonder. He's a reliever. It does make you wonder though. Like the success has to be based on on something, and I I just have to imagine it's deception. Because yeah, it you is. Know, I mean, he does have 299 yeah. innings of a 421 ERA, 128 WHIP, which is not terrible. He was awful this year, but it was five and two thirds, and he was done. But he really wasn't a bad pitcher in 18 and 19, uh, performance wise. But the the underlying skills that that Eno was looking into just have always been so bad for Lucchese that you're wondering like, do the wheels come off here at some point? He's got a 412 Sierra in that in that time from 18 through 19 uh, through 20. In 299 innings, um, but like I said, you know, it's just fully out based on the, on those metrics. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I just yeah, I worry the wheels will come off. I, I think he's a reliever. I mean, he's pretty much a two pitch guy, uh, and I mean, he may get a chance to start in New York to start the year. Uh, you know, maybe they decide Matts is the guy that goes to the bullpen, but I think he ends up there eventually. Okay. Yeah, and then as far as the prospects go, like I said, um, uh, Hudson Head is really the, the the big one there for the for the Pirates. Uh, but they did get a haul here. I think I think it's a good uh, it's a good situation to trade Musgrove and, and get a big haul for him. They're obviously continuing their tear down there in Pittsburgh. Now for a few smaller moves, John Lester goes out to Washington. I kind of think he's washed. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm not really interested even in some of the deeper formats that you and I tend to play. You know, I think the writing's been on the wall for a bit now. Even in 18, when he performed well, his underlying skills said that that 332 was was a little wobbly. Then it was 446. And then this year, uh, in 61 innings, a 516 with skills that earned that. So do you really see anything here in Washington that's going to make you uh, even gamble on, on Lester late? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. He's <laughs> I mean, there. in the last few rounds of a you know a fifty round draft and hold, you know, and you're just looking for innings, uh, I guess. <laughs> like sure. But like, if you were yeah, if you were counting on like Austin Voth, you know, who I did take in a, a like last couple rounds of a DC recently, um, he's probably not in the rotation now. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but. I mean, yeah, you're going to get potentially 170 to 200 innings because uh, that's what Lester does. That, this might be an um, instance where the but, volume yeah. is is, mm-hmm. is a detraction from the player. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, if you take it at a 5 ERA, that's, that's, that's going to ruin You know, ruin votes season, could beat out so. Joe Ross. I, I don't think Joe Ross is guaranteed yeah. anything at this point. Um, 
you know, health has been a disaster. Unfortunately, he's followed the path of his brother. His ERA has been north of five each of the last three seasons. Uh, so, you know, Ross isn't guaranteed anything. I've been a fan of him in the past, but I'm not I'm not banking on anything there. So we'll see how that fifth spot goes. You can still take both in your deep leagues if you want. I don't think it's out of bounds, especially because, you know, uh, Lester's also older, and they've had some injury concerns with some of their studs too. So there could be some time for him, mm-hmm. even if he starts in the bullpen there uh, with Austin both. But yeah, John Lester just doesn't really, just doesn't really get it going. Uh, what about Archie Bradley to Philadelphia? Now they've made two solid moves, with Jose Alvarado being the other to address that bullpen that you know was really Hector Neris and a bunch of clowns. Uh, now they add two solid pieces here. I think they would be well served to add one more in this same realm of talent uh, before the, before I would really start to say, okay, this this bullpen could be a strength. But Bradley looks pretty good, and he could dethrone Norris for the for the closers role. No. Yeah, I mean, I've been very uh, open about that. I think he turned turned himself uh, quietly into a really good reliever. Uh, and I mean, since pretty much the All Star break of 2019, uh, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball from a uh, straight numbers perspective. And uh, the skills, you know, obviously aren't quite in line with it, but they're not that far off. I think he is the closer. Go. I think he's going to be the closer in Philadelphia, and you can get him extremely. Yeah, I, 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 I actually think, agree with that. You know what? I'm, I'm with you, and I think uh, take a shot and and get him. He's going to be cheaper than Hector Norris, and so that's another reason. Like we've talked about, how bullpens are just absurd this year. Like once you get past the top two or three, and so mm-hmm. um, go for it and and take your shot, take your specs. Archie Bradley is a good spec, and uh, I, I think it was a good pickup by Philly. They're quietly putting together a few things here. We'll see if they're going to get their catcher back. We'll actually, actually talk about that here momentarily. But uh, let me let me check the wire here to see if that pending move is indeed done. Let's see. Oh no! But we have a huge move. The Tigers got Erasmo Ramirez, dog. Whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, that is. How are you gonna resist not taking him? He's always Correct. been your dude. There's no chance that um, I can't. I, I'll have to get him in some league. Got to at least get an AL only just to get Erasmo. Love it. Amazing move. Not the move I was talking about, though. We are uh, kind of following. We're, we're following Kirby <laughs> Yates to the Jays potentially. It is not locked, but it, it it looks like it looks like we're just gonna wait for that other shoe to drop. It has not dropped yet, so this could change. But let's talk about it as though it's gonna happen, because we're not gonna go into overwhelming detail anyway. So even if we have to come back and say, you know what, he didn't sign, he's going somewhere else or whatever, we can handle that on Thursday. But if this Yates deal does go through and and he goes to the Jays, the Jordan Romano specs, the Rafael Dolis specs, they go by the wayside because mm-hmm. Yates obviously becomes the guy off rip. Um, what would you feel uh, about Yates in Toronto? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned with the health, obviously. Uh, and, I mean, he, he really struggled last year. Uh, you know, only only pitch four yeah, and a third, and season. it was a disaster. Yeah, it was just a disastrous season. I mean, you would assume that any team that signs him uh, has done their due diligence, and that 
you know, he's healthy, I, I just worry at about... At least now, right? You can't promise anything. You can only look at the medicals and say, yeah. hey, we'll take this gamble on said player, mm-hmm. and who, who knows where it goes. Well, and we don't know terms. You know, if it comes out, like, really mm-hmm. cheap, we'll be like, okay, well, there is still some big concern. But uh, prior to this, Yates was incredible. So they could be getting, you know, like a Kluberian a, a spec here that could really pan out. Uh, he just came off two brilliant seasons in 18 and 19. So, yes, it, it was a washout in, in 20. Um, and you were, you're right. You know, he's a little older, too, 34. But I, I like that. I, I think this is a smart move for Toronto to go for here. As much as I like Romano, and it kind of bums me out that that he might not uh, he might not get an opportunity. Um, I, well, I mean, he's still a guy to spec totally on in, in your in your deeper leagues because – you know, I mean, if if this elbow issue that he had last year that really affected him, uh, you know, turns out to be, you know, something that shelves him for a season. Romano seems like he's likely to be the first one up so. Over in, that, in that bullpen. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I mean, it's clearly not just like a, you know, cheap deal because the Padres who had wanted to re-sign him were apparently priced out, and they didn't appear priced out on anyone. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Uh, I would assume it's going to be either a multi-year deal or you know um, a pretty good size uh, one-year deal. So, I mean, he, I, I think if he signs in Toronto, he's the guy. Yeah. But like, I would outside of like leagues in which they're so shallow where you can't handcuff people. I feel like if you draft Kirby Yates. You have to draft Romano just to you, be You really safe. should, yeah. It would not make a lot of sense to let that go by the wayside there. Draft order is out. Let's ooh, ooh. see. Where are we picking? I'm picking 11th. And mm-hmm. you are picking... Where's your name? Oh, 8th. Oh, my, my preferred yeah, spot this both, year. I just keep landing that. We both got, uh, got our number one spot. Um, I had the second choice. I, I chose to go down there at 11. Uh, I wanted to be at, toward the back end there because I really think the first round's super deep, so get me back in the second round quicker. Um, and I know you've been yeah. in that eight range there. Will you get another Justin Turner? or I mean, uh, Trey Turner share? We'll see. We we shall see. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, if... Uh... If either Degrom or Cole are there, I may just take one of. I may take them, just to see how yeah, that feels how you can build with bit. the. Uh, well, we got it. We got to start, dude. Room it's gonna be though. nuts. Rob Rob uh, at uh, yeah, um, uh, who won? He won the DC overall. He's got a great new Paul uh, pod called the Pull Hitter Pod. Nice. So go check that out. Uh, John Fish, uh, who's a just a. Uh, um, you know, NFBC uh, juggernaut. Uh, Matt Modica from The Athletic, our buddy, uh, who is another NFBC juggernaut. Uh, it's Justin Mason guy, not very good. Um, Drew Morris from Common Sense Fantasy Baseball. Uh, this Paul Slammer dude, not yeah, very good. Um, Chris Mayer is at Baseball Pods. So, yeah, it's a pretty stacked room right Excited to do it. We start in 15 minutes, 10 minutes actually now, until the draft kicks off. Two round, two hour rounds, uh, two hour picks, I should say. Jeez, I'm all over the place. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Been working on the list. We've been talking about it. And I finally said, you know what? No more talk. Let's do it. And we signed up for it. 
and it was full instantly. So great on uh, everyone getting in, and we'll keep you guys posted on it. Uh, we'll probably have an update on Thursday. But let's talk about an update on the free agent market and kind of uh, see where we're at as, as you know, I wouldn't say the dust has settled, but some things have started to go into place. Teams have made their moves. You know, San Diego's obviously had a banner offseason. Uh, I want to look at three of the biggest guys left, JT Real Muto, George Springer, and Trevor Bauer, and get your read on, you know, the rumors that we've gotten, where do you think they could land. If you... Oh, oh, we, we what forgot. Do we, what do we forget? Tyler Chatwood signed a one-year deal. Oh, with you know what? Okay, yeah. Let's uh, let me add that. I have not been a Chatwood guy since everyone fawned over him going to the Cubs, and it was the same old garbo. Mm-hmm. But I will say, nineteen out of the bullpen was pretty nice. Three seventy-six ERA, one thirty-three mm-hmm. whip. Walks are always going to be an issue. Um, he didn't walk the unit. That was the thing, too. There was some, like, improvement, I believe, at the end of 17 that had people excited for him going to the Cubs in 18. And he led baseball with 95 walks. And he only threw 103 and two-thirds, Justin. And he still led baseball because <laughs> he walked more than he struck out. He had 85 strikeouts. That was the – I was out. I was 100% out. I have not touched – a chat would share since his eight uh, walk per nine was not enticing no, for no, you. I was good on that. Now he did slice it in half uh, in nineteen and has carried that through twenty. Um, but a- another issue developed in twenty. It was hits all of a sudden ten point six, and that kept him from having much of a season in his five starts. It was only eighteen and two thirds, but he put up a five thirty ERA and a one sixty six WHIP. For me, I just you know. Waiver fodder, if something happens and he's available, I, I could maybe see myself uh, taking a, a waiver shot if, if it really came together. But I, I doubt it. I, I really doubt it. Um, what do you think of Chatwood? Even if it really comes together, like you're still looking at a guy who's potentially That's a the thing. killer. You know, yeah. Even if you do get a decent ERA, uh, you're looking at a, at a mm-hmm. 1.3-something whip. Does he start yeah. for them, do you think? Or does it depend on whether or not they get Paxton? Like, is it is it TBD at this point, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I think it's TBD. I think this is, uh, okay, worst case scenario, we don't get any of the remaining guys uh, that we really want on the market, um, either through free agency or trade. At least we could throw Tyler Shadow. Yeah, I mean, he's at least a sixth right now for them with uh, mm-hmm. Ryu, Ray, Pearson, Roark, and stripling he's right there as as the sixth but whatever i mean it, it, it was worth at least bringing up the move because he does have some high strikeout upside and he could be part of that bullpen no it wasn't i apologize no, I mean, hey, it, i'm sure some deep league folks are gonna gonna get suckered by that strikeout right don't do it don't do it i promise you you don't want to um but let's uh let's start Let's let's stay on the Jays when we start here. I'm going to change the order of these players listed because they're still heavily rumored on George Springer. They seem to be the favorite mm-hmm. at this point. Um, we know how things can change there. We don't, you know, being being the favorite doesn't really matter. Uh, but they are believed to be making a push for him. We talked about this when we first did our uh, free agent run through. Do you see Springer eventually landing with the Jays, or does somebody else come in and say, you know what? We prefer Springer. Give them to us, like the Mets or somebody else. 
Was that a move? Was that a move? Uh, uh, an alarm for a <laughs> <laughs> my alarm telling me to take my medication. So I will leave that in just for the... <laughs> nope. I apologize. All right. Uh, I think he does end up with the Jays. I feel like the Jays are trying to or willing to offer maybe more than other teams. Uh, I mean, and it's it's going to be a really good situation for him. The question is, I mean, I think for most uh, free agents, do they want to you know play yeah. Canada <laughs> like that? I think that is a consideration for for uh, for some of these top Has free to agents. Uh, so uh, you know, will that? you know, stop Springer from signing there, especially if a deal to New York is uh, somewhat close in terms of the same, you know, yep. amount of years and in uh, value. The, the uh, Mets seem I, to be a, a I, prime suitor uh, for mm-hmm. Springer as well with the idea yeah. that the DH would come in, they'd move Nimmo to left, Dom Smith to DH, and have one of the best lineups. Of it. They do already, but it would just be holy smokes if they added him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he ends up in either New York or, or Toronto. Uh, I mean, I don't think either uh, is a bad landing mm-hmm. spot. Uh, maybe he's got a little bit more power potential in Toronto as opposed to playing in New York. Uh, but I also don't think that we're, like, docking him five or eight yeah. home runs for, for signing in New York. So, uh, And I think there's a ton of run scoring potential at the top of either lineup. Uh yeah, I think I'm going to say that he ends up with the Blue Jays, okay. but I would not be shocked Yeah, um, and it really does seem to be those two. It would have to be the proverbial mystery team or something to come through and put Springer on, on a different team because we've really only seen rumors to those two clubs. So mm-hmm. I, I really would be surprised if, uh, if he landed elsewhere at this point, uh, but we'll keep a close eye on Springer. JT Realmuto. And with this one, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Archie Bradley, you know, would they get their catcher back in Philadelphia? I guess the real question for me is if they don't, where else does he really fit? Toronto. Boy, they I mean they could definitely get him. But what do you do with mm-hmm. what do you do with Jansen and like, Kirk? That's too, you know, not not that he not that he's not better than them, but like the, are you saying they lose out on Springer and go Real Muto? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's. I don't think they're in the market yeah. for both. But I think you know if one of them signs somewhere else, if Ramuto signs in in Philadelphia, then they're going to go f- even more full bore on on getting Springer. Uh, if Springer signs in New York, they're going to um, uh, you know go full bore on Real Muto. Uh, I mean, Kirk right now is projected to be their dh yeah. you know vlad's lost a ton of weight in the offseason they're going to give him another shot at third uh rowdy telez you know manning first base uh i mean kirk's uh steamer projections are dude insane. i did a solo on friday uh talking about interesting steamer projections and he was in it because they love yeah. him to talk about talk about those steamer projections for those who didn't listen to that episode what what, what, is it, what are they looking at for him i mean I saw, you know, for, you know, as I was like coming up with my, my, my auction values for the friends of fantasy benefits draft guide, I ran some projections, uh, for, you know, some different projections just to kind of see what, you know, different projection systems had. 
guys at. And when I ran Steamer's projections for him, he came out as the fourth yep. catcher. They love fantasy. him, dude. Uh, you know, right now they've got him, you know, hitting 289, uh, 354, 475, uh, 15 home runs, four, four stolen bases. Let's say bases. the bat X is uh, right there, too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the bat's there. Uh, depth charts is there. I mean, Zips is the only one, and Zips came out just, I think, yesterday, right? Um, you know, they, they only have him for 10 home runs, and they only have him for 386 plate appearances. You know, obviously, any signing that potentially, you know, limits his playing time at DH or even a catcher sure. could hurt. Um, but, like, he's a huge gamble. Going round pick, like, 330, I believe. Uh, and so, I mean, I don't know if I buy the projections it's pretty necessarily. Projection, but, but, I mean, hey, he's got yeah. – he's, he's done nothing but perform in the minors. Now, he did make the jump from mm-hmm. high A to the majors this year, and he had yeah. – there was 25 plate appearances. You can put – virtually nothing into it but he did do well yeah. but he had a four hit game that kind of carries that so we don't even want to care about that we're looking at the minor leagues though 160 173 153 are his three minor league stops those are wrc plus totals for those three stops he he, he can hit kirk can so you know you talk about real muto maybe going to toronto that does seem like Jansen should not block you from the best catcher in the game neither should a a 22 year old uh kirk I, I agree with you there that they, they should be potential suitors, um, even with, you know, Jansen's defense being strong. And, you know, the bat, though, just kind of has these flashes and can't really come together. Like, he had a 313 OBP last year with a 183 batting average. So 313 on its face isn't great, but when it's split with a 183 batting average, basically the bottom line was he had a 14% walk rate. Like there's some foundational skill there. Jansen doesn't walk, uh, doesn't strike out too much. He can take his walks. He's got some pop. It's kind of emerging a 175 ISO this year, but it hasn't really all come together. So if you got an opportunity to get Romuto, now I ask you this: Would they then trade Jansen? Because you know, a 26-year-old catcher so. who's shown a few things here and there should be enticing. But then again, mm-hmm. to where? Like what? Are there any other teams that need catchers that are competing that could really be in? Now, Jansen trading for Jansen is different than signing Real Muto, so they wouldn't have necessarily the same markets. But if it's not Philly, if it's not Toronto, where the hell would Real Muto go? Like, there's nowhere else, is there? I mean, not not with the kind of money that I think he wants. The Angels. Uh, I mean, there's always. I like Max Stassi yeah, a I lot. Mean, but well, they they, 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 also brought they just they. Yeah, they brought Suzuki in, so I don't know. If I, I think they like their pair, necessarily. Suzuki, which I like too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't find another place. It seems to be go back to Philly or Toronto or I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe Washington you gets know, involved. My, my chat I mean, had brought that got up. Young my Twitch Gomes. chat mentioned that. Um, but Gomes, you know, do you really want to relegate him to like one? So, like, isn't he too good to? to be somebody who doesn't play but once or twice a week. Yeah, but I mean with the DH there you I can the, you know maybe rotate. you can actually play a lot of the DH. Um you know, I mean Houston would be an amazing that, spot, but it just does not seem like they are willing to spend money right now, which seems weird considering how close they were to going back to another World yeah, Series. That's the wild card right there. 
because Martin Maldonado is great defensively, but he, again, you know, this is not stopping. He should not be stopping you from getting potentially the best catcher, or not potentially the, the best catcher based off from potentially getting him is what I mean to say. And, you know, they've lost their outfield as we've talked about on here. They need an outfielder, but this would be a high impact move that I think would really put them back on the radar for folks. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Houston as, as anything right now, which I think as it, well, as is, their outfield would be so bad that I really wouldn't like them that much. But assuming that they're going to get at least one outfielder, if not two, that are kind of in that mid-tier range and Real Muto, I think they'd become AL West favorites again, even without Verlander. I mean, I'll give you a dark okay. horse team that I don't think anybody would think would might be in Let's play, but uh, could could the Marlins bring back JT that'd, or Muto? That'd be, I mean, that'd be really... They've been linked to Wilson yes, Contreras already this offseason. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if they want to give that kind of contract to a catcher, especially one who's about to be 30 years well, old. And that would kind of mean the uh, the end of the Alfaro experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if they're in on Wilson Contreras, true, they're true. clearly not super tied to Alfaro. That's fair. That's completely fair. Um, yeah, like, why not? I mean, th- that's the thing, though. Once you get past Philly and Toronto, you really start talking about dark horses that you kind of don't fully see, and it's it's kind of like, hmm, would they do it? What about if the Cardinals are done with Yachty? The Cardinals don't seem to be wanting to spend I know, any money I know, right and th- th- this isn't just so, this I mean, year. That's, trend. They, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great They're perennial. Fit. Uh, runners up and stuff, right? To show that hey, we were involved. Mm-hmm. You know, we ah, we try. And yeah. it's not that they never get anyone. They haven't even pretend that they they're never making big moves. But it seems like recently it's been a lot of ah, the Cardinals were in it, but they couldn't get it done. And and you know, are they just going to bring back Molina and it's moot, or are they going to say you know what? We haven't been in the market for a little bit. Let's let's make a big splash here. But then do you want to have all that money tied up in, in Goldie and Real Muto on the wrong side of 30? Both. As your premium, uh, as your two I mean, guys. I don't think I don't think they're even yeah, interested. I, I think they're just I, I mean, I, I think they're, I think the depth pin- charts of teams that, that have projected low end catching and the Cardinals are at twenty first because it's Andrew Neiser and, and Tyler Heineman. So that's the mm-hmm. only that's the only reason I brought them up. Garrett Cole goes number one overall in our draft, by the way. Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Rob uh, Rob DiPietro, uh I think at pull hitter or no at Deadpool hitter. I think um, on on Twitter. Definitely go f- super super smart guy uh, in another draft with him right now. That's I think around thirty rounds in. Um, not someone you want to draft with. Thanks a lot, Rob. You were the one who said to advertise. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll we'll see where that goes. I, I still really think that uh, that it's Philly or Toronto for Real Muto, but I am eager to see that. Like, let's say they get Yates and Springer here in short order in Toronto, and they say, you know what, we're we're ostensibly done on big tickets. We're, we might move around the edges at that point. Then it becomes Philly versus the field, and you know they're kind of crying a little bit poor too making some some smaller moves and we'll we'll see what happens with uh with Real Muto's market but he's still an elite catcher and somebody's going to sign him obviously. Uh, finishing with mm-hmm. with Trevor Bauer. Um you know, he's loving the free agent the, the being a free agent, right? Playing it up, 
engaging with every fan base on Twitter, like, you know, driving people nuts. We haven't really seen the SP market develop all that much. You know, uh, we just talked about the Kluber move. Uh, there were two guys that that re-signed with w- with their team via the qualifying offer in Gosman and Stroman. There's, um, you know, Smiley, Morton, Miner. These these are not massive moves right now. Um, anything else I missed? Uh, Robbie Ray. Who cares? Yeah. So it hasn't been huge, but there's also not a ton out there. He's still the big dog. Do you have any better read right now than you did at the beginning of the offseason on where Bauer might go? Oh, I really don't. I mean, it seems weird that, uh, I mean, obviously people are expecting him to get a big money deal, um, but where? I mean, I guess the Blue Jays are the team that seems to make the most sense. They want to be big spenders this offseason, uh, and they have desperate needs in their rotation. Mm-hmm. But it's surprising, like... I mean, it's not surprising he hasn't signed yet. But it's surprising that we haven't seen more smoke. Right? I mean, the, the rumors aren't really there. It's It's been kind yeah, of quiet on, I mean, on that front right now. Uh, Bauer and company seem, they seem to be biding their time. And there, there are plenty of fits. I, I don't think it's for a lack of fits uh, with, with where Bauer could go. But are there though? I mean, I mean, a, a, every that, contender can use. I'm, I'm wondering. Much. I know, but the Yankees don't want to go over the salary cap, so that takes a big spender yeah. out. You know, Oakland, Tampa Bay are not teams that are interested in think, spending money. It seems like the entire nat, uh, you know, National League Central doesn't want to spend money. Uh, you know, Atlanta's got a lot of bull, or a lot of uh, rotation uh, well, they don't, they anyway, don't so does either. I think yeah, the Dodgers are always the still Dodgers, in the Dodgers Yeah, but their rotations already no, I mean not they're, that they're they, absolutely you know, that they can't add a, a possible candidate but, for him. There's been not, you know, like Philadelphia makes a lot of sense. But they're saying they don't want to. Spend. That's the uh, thing too. Every every rumor from a team is like we're we're cutting costs. But I I wonder if that changes with Dombrowski because I mean a lot of that talk was pre Dombrowski being, you know, brought in and since he's been brought in, they've you know they haven't made any major major moves. But they went out and they got Archie Bradley. They've been, you know, apparently offered Real Muto a $100 million contract, which was something that uh, supposedly was not on the table in season last year when they were, you know, doing negotiations just trying mm-hmm. to keep him. You know, I do. I kind of wonder if Philadelphia becomes a sneaky team here uh, on uh, Bauer because that rotation becomes uh, very, very interesting with him. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the White Sox... Who knows? Like, could the White oh, Sox get involved wild. in this yeah. and bump Dylan Cease to the I mean, bullpen? Or, or I mean, right now they got Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. Either of them could there's a know, fit. go to the market. Well, and then, of course, the Angels remain lurking. Remember, they were, uh, you know. Yeah, get, the Angels make a lot of sense, too. I think that's probably the best fit right now in terms mm-hmm. of need and even, you know, 
situation. I think I think that's a that's a good situation there that he could go to and be there be their ace with Heaney, Bundy, and Canning behind him, and then Otani obviously question mark. But I, I I still think that's the best. But we got nothing. We have nothing. If you had to pick today, if I yeah. forced you to put him on a team, then where are you putting Bauer? Probably the Angels. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at. Oh. Too. Part of it is wishful thinking. Like I want them to get him because I want them to be good, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just don't know. I think he makes a lot of sense, especially a guy who like has talked about wanting to pitch every four mm-hmm. days. Um, not that the Angels would necessarily let him do that, but the injury issues that are not necessarily that they'd want him to do that, but the injury issues in that rotation could mean in a pinch he could. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, it proved that it is possible for him to do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Angels seem like, plus, he, you know, he gets to, you know, be in L.A., which seems like, uh, you know, something he, that might, uh, you know, be interesting for him that he might like. Uh, yeah, I mean, Angels make a lot of sense um, as, as the kind of the top spot. But honestly, I mean, it just, there hasn't been any smoke to this. No, there, there really hasn't. And so it's looking like, you know, we haven't gotten the, the full dead market the way we did a couple years ago where, like, literally nothing happened until January. Um, but it's it's a little bit of a quieter market, especially at, at the top there. Uh, I think we'll start to see pieces fall, though. I think the rest of this month and into early February, obviously, is going to move the market quickly. Um, and maybe this is one of those moves. It's rare. It's rare with a, with a big dog. But we talked about this trend happening um, a couple weeks ago where – the rumor was very quick, and then something happened. Maybe we don't get a bunch of lead up to oh, this team's working on it, working on it, working. Maybe it's just boom, they're talking with Bauer, and he's an angel. You know, five seconds later, something like that. Maybe, maybe it ends up being quick. I don't know. Well, and may, maybe it's a matter of some of these bigger free agents, you know, offensive free agents, come off mm-hmm. the board first. You know, the Blue Jays miss out on Springer and Rule Muto, and all of a sudden it's like we need to make a splash, and Bauer's the only That'd splash, be splash for them to make, too, by the way. So, I think I could almost make the case that that's a better splash for them to make. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about this today. Um, you know, the kind of this, the uh, issues with the Mets front oh office God. and them firing their, their general being manager. And like, absolute pervo creep, yeah. dude. But you wonder if the Mets want to make another splash to divert some of the attention. I mean, they, from they certainly have uh, space, right? Even when you pencil Syndergaard mm-hmm. back in, Peterson and Matt's taking the last two spots. You know, the only thing is, then you become really right. True, true. Yeah, because then only one uh, of them can make it once Thor's back. Or no, actually, no, they'd both be mm-hmm. out. Pardon me, pardon me, because yeah, you put yeah, Thor exactly. in for one, Bauer in for the other, but. Oh my God! Then I'm looking at it. Their entire projected rotation or uh, bullpen, excuse me, would also be right-handed. Well, I mean, you would move. I assume you move Peterson and. Uh, Matt I, okay, I get, but I don't know who you, who are you kicking out. I guess Miguel Castro does not fancy uh, a spot locked in, or maybe even Brad Brock too, or Jacob Barnes. Yeah, so maybe maybe those two go yeah. out for the other two. Although I, I actually I only think Matts would go, and I think Peterson would go to the minors, so he, he stays on the starting rotation. Yeah, probably. So we'll see. Um, you know, Steve Cohen has been clear that he's ready to spend money, um, and 
that would be a, obviously a massive move for them. So we'll stay tuned on all of it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to do a check in on on what's going on with the uh, with the market right now with the with the main three that 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 are left out there. Uh, we're starting to get moves though. I hope we get more trades. It's been a fun trade off season, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing yet on the Yates, so it remains a rumor, and I'll, I'll make sure that that is signified in the in the show notes on the pod. That uh, it is not a done deal. We'll see if it gets done by Thursday. But we'll also start talking starting pitching. We may have a guest. I don't know if we want him for part one or part two. We might want him for part two. He doesn't take any of the early guys. So we should worry about getting – we should get Nick yeah. Pollock for part two, to be honest. Because, you know, mm-hmm. all he's going to tell us is, I'm not drafting that guy. I'm not drafting that guy. Too early for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. But we will talk out on Thursday, and we'll start getting into some starting pitchers. Until then, Justin, have a good one. Take it easy.